past is shooting at these foolish rappers Long as I'm the number one, I don't care who come after When I came from Africa, they call me Booty Scratcher Now they scream a nigga name when I say who's the What's up, people? Welcome back to the BCMA Podcast. That's the Black Clover Martial Arts Podcast. It's your boy, Lucky, from Lucky's Muay Thai. This is episode number 76. Um, in this show, we'll talk a little bit about the last five weeks or so of my life. I don't know if you're interested or not, but I was preparing for a jiu-jitsu tournament, and then I had to do a surgery. Anyway, we'll talk about it. And we will also talk about one other subject. We're going to talk about how Sean Strickland ruined everything. I mean, not everything, but a lot of things. How the hell am I supposed to teach defense and offense properly now? Anyway, we'll get into it. If you like the show, keep the like, hit the subscribe button, tell a friend, uh, drop a comment below. That always helps with the algorithm. If you want to stop by the gym, hit us up, www.luckysmt.com. We have a fantastic Muay Thai program. Uh, Roberto Carrera has joined us. He has a great BJJ program. Um, it's a fantastic place. We have friends. Friends become family. Everybody helps each other out. It is not a super egotistical place. Um, we'd love for you to come try it out www.luckysmt.com and uh, we'll be looking forward to meeting you sending you on your Muay Thai journey uh, health journey self-defense journey and all those other things okay uh, so first off I was preparing for this BJJ tournament I have this goal in mind I want to be able to compete at the BJJ Masters the World BJJ Masters in Vegas um, October next year and the only way for me to be able to do that is to start competing super regularly and really taking it serious. I mean, I have easy access at my gym to be able to train. Um, my schedule is a little wonky, so I have to be able to fit things in when I can because I have clients in the morning and classes and classes at night and all these other things going on, family, etc. But because I'm at the gym, I can work hours into training and I've been doing that. And so for the last five, well, it's been six weeks now, but for the last five weeks, I've been doing a shite load of BJJ and uh, kettlebell training, and I was busting my ass trying to get ready for this first tournament I've done in a year, but like first real, real serious while I'm like training specifically just to reach a goal at the end of a year and not you know, just go get to this tournament. And also, you know, with a group of other guys from the team going, and I felt really, really good about um, all the training. And, you know, all the people that helped, Sebastian helped me, obviously, Roberto helped me, um, Ted in the morning, I had, geez, man, everybody showing up to give me some, give me a hand. Josh came in the afternoons, like I was just rolling every time I could, even on Fridays, Towards the end of the Muay Thai sparring, I'd roll out a couple of the mats and have a couple of the guys that either came to the sparring or come after meet me before the, their BJJ class and roll with me just so I could stay on top of everything. And then the kettlebell and then my eating. So a couple of things happened. Um, first off, I got super obsessed, which is kind of a thing that I do and used to do a lot when I was fighting Muay Thai. But... I hadn't really done that in a while. I've been really focused on teaching and like helping other people. And I felt like this was the perfect opportunity for me to really focus and go after it. I cut out a bunch of the fast food and all that, which was a great idea. However, 
I did not do anything to like help put the those calories back in. I mean, I was drinking protein shakes and all this, but in my mind, I'm like, I don't want to be overweight. So I went the opposite direction and I wasn't eating enough calories. So I was losing a ton of weight. So once I got that under control, um, I realized that I had had this sort of like, it's a lot of personal information, but I had like a, what I think is a little cyst, but it had gotten quite large and a little out of control and quite painful. So, um, I had to go see somebody because it got a little weird to the point where it was like hard to lay down. I mean, I had been kicked and hit in it a hundred times and I just, you just keep going, whatever. People that are in the sports that are combat sports, they know you just go. It doesn't matter. Sometimes you don't even pay attention to those things very much. Um, as far as like injuries and things like that. And then you realize like your fingers backwards or, you know, whatever. Um, so I had surgery yesterday. I went to uh, somebody and he cut it out of me, which, you know, when I went for the, for the first visit to kind of figure out what was going to be done, it seemed rather simple and it actually was rather simple, but it was not what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> so instead of like doing a little thing and like taking a little, I was like a, a chunk of my body was taken out. So, um, from the skin downward. So it was pretty, about the size of a peach seed, like pretty big. So anyway, that's done, which is great, but also my opportunity to to uh, compete in this particular tournament coming up is also kaputs, which is all right, because I'll, you know, heal uh, about a month and I'll be right back at it. And then hopefully, you know, I'll be able to ride straight through to whatever tournament's coming up right after that. And I'm super stoked for it because I was really, really excited. I felt really good. Techniques were coming along. I finally started to figure out this freaking Purple Well game, which felt great. And, um, you know, shout out to all those people that helped me. As I said, little Chris, everybody, I will be back very soon on the mats to terrorize um, and also get choked. So anyway, that being said, um, I'm still going after this fucking Masters Worlds uh, 2024. and whatever it takes to get there is what I'm going to do. So, um, stay tuned. Okay. Y'all, uh, Sean Strickland has ruined everything. Not everything. He did throw a solid one, two, and he did teep. A lot. He checked kicks, but in that wonky way. Okay, so this is how it was ruined. He, let's just talk first about kick checking. When we're teaching people how to check kicks, we want them to be strong, stable in their stance, all of these things, aware of what's coming, able to counter right off the kick check, all of these things, try not to cross your leg, all these weird sort of like, just trying to make sure that your balance and base are good so when you get when you receive the kick, you're not falling over. Uh, Sean Strickland was checking, you know, sometimes I guess normal, but a lot of times he was in this upright position and kind of turning his legs sideways in weird ways. And it worked. I mean, he blocked kicks and at some points 
was able to put, you know, that high almost knee area on uh, Adesanya's shin and it definitely didn't feel good. So, yeah, I guess uh, check kicks however you like if it's effective. Um, what else did he do? Oh, he Philly shelled. Now, not exactly a Philly shell. Philly shellish. Little this and this, which is ugh, not feel good for me. But um, the, the point about that Philly shell is that you know, somebody taught me once not to do that because my arm's down. Besides being open for different different things, you got to worry about getting kicked in that arm as it's sort of dangling down there. And I, like a week later, I was still, I was Philly shelling and I got kicked in that arm and I was like, oh, I'm never doing that again. Well, lo and behold, the middleweight champ used the freaking modified-ish Philly shell to walk down one of the best strikers in uh ufc history i guess <sighs> so that worked so i guess philly shell if you want to because the middleweight champ did um some things he did really well again the teep man i'm watching the commentating nobody's saying anything about his front his front kick, his teep. he threw that thing so many damn times and he did a muay thai march Yo, I don't know. I mean, I got. I'm gonna have to look it up to see how many teeps he actually threw or front kicks. I might have to watch the whole fight again and count on myself. But he landed the. I mean, if you've never had somebody that does that a lot and you worked some rounds with them or fought them, it's first of all it drains you, and second of all, if you're not parrying it off at all, you know, those toes are going in your gut, and it does not feel good at all. To be honest. Everybody's talking a little shit about Israel, but the reality is he recovered from that first round, one-two knockdown. It's the same one-two that basically Usman hit Masvidal with, and Masvidal did not recover. Uh, Israel got hit with that, and he recovered, and it was clean. And he got recovered from 29 more shots or whatever it was, and he fought the next four rounds. So, thought-ish. The next four rounds. Listen, there were moments in that second round where he was trying to fire off. It just didn't have any sting on it. He wasn't really sitting down on it. Um, so it it it, it wasn't enough to to stop Sean Strickland's march forward. Sean Strickland had imposed and he used the uh, the Diaz method, which was more Nick than Nate, I think, because Nate Nick had a weird way of sort of picking up his legs to block some kicks here and there, and weird things he would do with his hands to block to block kicks. So. And then he was very simple with his striking, and he just wear you down with that pressure. And it looked very familiar. Obviously, the techniques are a little different. They're not the same person, but similar styles in, in the way that that was done. Um, dead face. You know, Sean Strickland went straight serial killer mode until that last 20 seconds. He wasn't emotional. He didn't care if he got hit with something. He mostly didn't get hit with things. He was very meticulous about everything that he did. And to be quite honest, I think that's exactly how you have to handle a guy like that. You have Israel's too good to give space to, and he's too good to give respect to. You have to really, really bite down, go forward, and be able to be in his face, or he's not going to he's not going to give in. What Israel didn't do was you gotta hurt a guy that's that's pressuring you. 
you got to give him a reason to stop. It was clear that he was missing with the punches. It was clear that the kicks were not doing any damage. But I think you have to be willing to clinch. You have to be willing to elbow. You have to be willing to knee. You have to be willing to take those opportunities. And if you were talking before the fight like, oh, I want to submit him, you'll never get to submit him if you don't want to put your hands on him. Where was the change in structure going into you know, the later rounds? Why not try a takedown? Why not clinch up an elbow? Why not jumping knee? Why not clinch a knee? Why not work some sort of thing? Since he's going to be in your face anyway, welcome him in, Welcome into it. You know, that was the one thing that we say about the greats. I mean, John Jones isn't my favorite, but whatever you decide to do, he's like, oh, you want to do that? I'll do that. Anderson Silva, same thing. Oh, you want to wrestle? I'll wrestle with you. You want to jujitsu? I'll jujitsu with you. You want to strike? I'll light you up. I don't think Israel was, I, I don't know. You know, I can't tell you what happened. Uh, one more thing that Sean Strickland ruined it, uh, blocking, blocking kicks up here with this double arm sort of guard, ducking your, getting your head behind it, arms nice and tight, all of that, because he was blocking like this. Not worried at all about maybe Kung Fu style. I don't know. Not worried about getting... Maybe he was more Kung Fu than, than Izzy, right? Maybe he was more, I don't know. But the one thing that Israel didn't do was bite down and go, go give it to him. And I, I expected that maybe he was going to do that at some point once he realized he wasn't going anywhere because he was working a lot of lateral. He was even getting, giving them the, the, the juke to get, out of, to get off the cage, and it just wasn't working. Sean walked him down. It is what it is. And to be honest, let's talk about this. Sean Strickland talked his way into this fight. Maybe. I don't know if it's true they wouldn't want Sean Strickland as a, a UFC champion or some sort of face of the UFC. It seems to me that it falls right in line with the majority of the fans. It seems to me that maybe the UFC's playing this, oh, he's a rebel role. To help boost him. I mean, since when has Dana or any of those guys cared one way or the other about what somebody really says? I mean, we've heard every negative thing you can hear. We've seen people get arrested for all kinds of violent, weird-ass shit. And they still fighting for the fucking organization. So we think Sean Strickland, because he's uh likes to use his freedom of, freedom of speech in eclectic ways... They're going to say, oh, we don't want this guy to be champ. I don't know. The only reason I would think they would be, you know, con concerned about it is because they signed Izzy to a 10-fight deal, I believe, some some huge deal. And they probably want to get some money off of that. Even though they'll probably still make it, they probably want him to be champ a little longer so they can rake in those bucks and get that money back. But that being said, is the rematch possible? I don't know. Maybe. DDP is all of a sudden healthy. That's I shouldn't even call him DDP. Uh, Driscus Duplices. Yeah, it's a, it's a name. I'll just use that because I don't like it. Driscus Duplices. Anyway, he's all of a sudden healthy. He wasn't healthy enough to fight uh, Israel, but now he's healthy. Healthy now, man. Man, go sit down. You know who I would like to have this shot? Robert Whitaker.
yeah. Yeah, why not? Just let him and Sean have a good old rock'em sock'em. Well, let's see what happens. Nobody even cares about Driscus Duplicis. He only talk, tried to talk his way. I mean, he's doing okay, obviously fighting, but clearly he beat Robert Whitaker. But he definitely talked his way up a little bit by saying he was uh, truly African. Let's not let's not play with that. Uh, who else is up? Who's else? Uh, oh. We didn't touch on why, you know, Israel was really like, I mean, I said, I don't really know, but it could have been Strickland's talking. He's doing some of that yapping for a while now, maybe calling them the China man, etc. But maybe, maybe it was the, the weight cut. I mean, Israel fought a lot in the last whatever year, year and a half, but maybe it was that weight cut because he's been bulking up quite a bit to try to get ready for that. 205. He has his sights set on getting up there pretty soon, I believe. And perhaps that extra weight was a little more tough to get off than expected. He didn't have his legs under him. He's under a lot of stress. There's external factors, obviously. But either way, he got beat. So I don't necessarily need to see a rematch. It wasn't close. He deserves a rematch just based off of his efforts. If he says, I want one, I wouldn't be surprised they give him one. But if not, I'd love to see Robert Whitaker take that shot while Duplessis uh, gets more healthy. Sean could also just be good and better at what he does than Israel is at what he does in a way that their styles don't work well together in Israel's favor. I mean, Sean's just really, really put on a performance, to be honest. He was clean with his defense. He barely got touched. And he stayed with the game plan the entire fight. The entire fight. From bell to bell, he did the exact same thing. Never stopped. And it was it was really, really nice. I mean, it was ugly. But it was nice at the same time. Pressure fighting can be ugly at times. Because Israel was throwing all kinds of stuff at him. Weird stuff. And he had to try to... And he defended all of it. And he, tried, he had to try to get arms over here. Leg over there. Leg this way. Turn sideways. Like, he did a lot to defend, especially in that second round. And even the times, the little bursts that Israel would get here and there, he kicked those things to the curb. So congrats to the, the new middleweight champ of the UFC, Sean Strickland. Uh, I don't know what the hell I'm going to teach the rest of the week. Um, so yeah, last thing is uh, Anderson Silva is the middleweight goat, period. It is not a question. Last but not least, uh, yo, one championship is putting on some cards. Rotang versus Superleg. That's the Friday, September 22nd, 8.30 a.m. That's that Friday morning Muay Thai Friday fights. So good. Uh, Taiwan Chi versus Superbond is October 6th, 8 p.m. on Prime. They don't pay me for this. I'm, I can't wait to watch these fights, man. I can't wait. And I know they're doing a lot of U.S. shows coming up. So I will be definitely having to attend one of those. Um, that's it. That's all I got for you right now. If you like the show, keep the like, hit the subscribe button, tell a friend, drop a comment below. If you want to stop by the gym, hit us up, www.luckysmt.com. We'd love to have you stop by, have a trial class. If you like it, we'd love to put you on your Muay Thai journey. If you like jiu-jitsu, Roberto Carrera is a fantastic instructor, and he is also ready to put you on a jiu-jitsu journey. Um, other than that, peace. Amen. 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 Amen.
this world will take a good man and they change him to a villain uh, when the system's been set up by races trying to kill him. Uh, 